So uh, I'm Joe Henderson. I'm here again with, uh, with this is now, I guess, week four of the Bobcast. Um, and our social issues class is on this week. Um, we have an awesome group who gave a presentation on Tuesday on social media and all of the issues that go along with social media. And um, to zoom way, way out, well, actually, let, let's do introductions first, and then I'll zoom way, way out, and then we can start. Hi, my name is Betsaida Harris. I'm from New York City, the Bronx specifically. Um, my major is Integrative Studies with Business Management and Psychology. Um, I'm Jacob Anderson. I'm from a small town in New York called Deposit, and uh, I study NRCM. I know where that is. It's down by the Catskills. Yep. Yeah, cool. My name is Noel Diaz. Uh, I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland, a suburb right, right outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, my major is sports management, and I have a minor in brewing. In brewing? Oh, that's interesting. Silver yes. Spring, Maryland is the home of the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and also the National Institutes of Health. There's a lot of D.C. A lot of D.C. stuff is in Silver Spring. There's a lot of hospitals in Silver Spring. Yeah. Uh, a lot of medical. Oh, I'm Emily Hitzman. I'm from Ogdensburg, New York, and I'm majoring in psychology. Cool. Ogdensburg, not too far away, right? Yeah. It's good that we've got psych majors at this table. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect for social media. No, it really is. And yeah, and actually, the we should we should just give props to the psych program, which is a kind of growing program on campus, and I'm I'm super excited about it. And uh, shout out to Vance Jackson. Heck yeah. Um, so, uh, so I'm trained in anthropology, and I think when I think of social media, it reminds me of very old human patterns of communication, right? Humans are social creatures, and we communicate, we make sense of the world through our kind of communication technologies, and that's very, very old, right? So mm -hmm. cuneiform, um, you can look at tablets that were people were telling stories on tablets, you can look at hieroglyphics, you can look at cave paintings in what's now modern day France, right? Those are all the Gutenberg Bible, the printing press, sharing those stories um, kind of out into the world in ways that humans make sense of things. There's a, there's a way we look at social media and think like, this is this brand new shiny thing. And in some ways it is, but in other ways it's not. It's, it's a very old thing of human beings communicating and finding community with each other. Um, social media only becomes a, a really big thing once you have the ability to communicate and connect everybody at scale. So if you think about like the internet, the early internet only had only had a few users, and then it got it exploded and kind of everybody had personal computers, and now we have personal computers and kind of digital, this is like a digital recording studio in your pocket, right? Mm -hmm. And you can connect incredibly quickly across time and space with people all around the world so much so that I'm watching war footage out of Ukraine before coming over here, right? Like that's how fast things are right now. So um, who wants to start with kind of some of the, some of the, the big things we talked about? Where do you want to go with it? Um, we could just start by like where like technology like originally came from. Because if you think of it, back then they didn't have technology, they wrote what was it like letters and you had to wait days for the letters to come to you and then from letters it went to the dial computers when you heard that for the internet to come on and whatnot then you had like 
game and then people started to like email more and then computers started to become big like worldwide because now like different households instead of like one household only having it like multiple households started to have like the big fat computer screens i mean the big fat computers in their house and whatnot yeah, it's, it's really it's really crazy to think about uh when you think about it like back in the day everyone was getting their news and all like everything from the newspaper the media was the newspaper and like three TV channels right yeah, ABC NBC CBS those right. were the big ones oh don't before. forget magazines yeah right magazines and and like those are all technologies like letters are technologies pencils are technologies right, right. it's right. but the the issue the thing now is like the speed it's instant yeah and I said in class the other day like computers and the internet collapses time and space it allows us to communicate across really big diverse like big geographic areas very quickly crazy. and that's relatively new that's crazy to think about yeah, yeah. you don't have to like buy a ticket and go fly to go talk to someone now you just and you guys <laughs> like so I'm I'm 41, right? And and I grew up with those like dial-up computers and the only people who really had computers when I was little were like wealthy people. Cuz cuz a home computer was like I mean it's, computers still are expensive depending on what kind you mm -hmm. get. But like it was only people who could afford it. And so I would like go to my friends' houses who had I grew up poor, we didn't have a computer. I didn't have a computer till I went to college. And um and it was there there still are actually barriers to access there are lots of people who don't have phones there are lots of people who don't have internet it's expensive it is not cheap right mm -hmm. so you know who gets to access those things is a, is an issue as well mm -hmm. yeah. um and you were talking about some of the so the like the early technologies of the early software right AIM, uh, AOL instant messenger was like the way we all talked to each other in college mm -hmm. it seriously was like MySpace. MySpace. Like, I'm in like the middle era, like between like the millennials and like Gen Z because um, I was born in 2000, so I'm 21. So I was just getting some of like the old era from like yeah. the 90s and stuff like that. And having an aunt close to my age, she would be like, oh, you want AIM? And try to like make me like an AIM or a MySpace when I was younger. And I'd just be like, what is this? And it was just, it's just like so fascinating to me about like how far technology has came. I'm in the same boat as you, because I'm 2001. Yeah. So, like, you understand, like, it's just, like, mind-blowing to see, like, the big, bad computers to, like, the laptops that we have mm -hmm. now. Or, like, some people don't even have computers in their house. They just have laptops, iPads, or, like, their phones, which is many laptops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a little older. I was born in 99, so, <laughs> so I really grew up in, like, like the early 2000s and such and when I was in the sixth grade and when I was in middle school the big thing was having a Facebook and now a Facebook is mostly yep. for really old people or I guess like adults mm -hmm. or mainly for like just to show pictures to my family or stuff like that but nothing like to communicate with other people or anything like that it's just to communicate with my family mostly rather than like people of my age <laughs> that's so funny because yeah. like Facebook is like the big technology that like my friends and I all use because that's that's the one we grew up on right and so like so what so wait what are like what are kids today using uh, 
TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, yeah mainly TikTok. Mainly Snapchat, TikTok. Instagram. Twitter. That's kind of like where yeah. Twitter. Twitter's been Twitter. Yeah, like my little brother, he's nine. He's like my little brother and cousins. Like they mainly on YouTube and TikTok, just like watching stuff and like trying to repeat the dances and like that's their technology. Yeah. YouTube is huge. It's like I, my little brothers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, actually, it's funny. My my son watches uh, on the iPad. Has we have YouTube Kids, which mm-hmm. is like all it's all actually cultivated for kids because there's some really nasty stuff on YouTube, yeah. and people there's actually some good research on how people get radicalized on YouTube because the algorithm like steers you towards increasingly more disturbing things sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of white supremacists get radicalized on YouTube. Just the tech the tech companies know they have issues with some of the kind of the darker side of this stuff. So. Mm-hmm. But my son watches like YouTube Kids, and and he watches it so that he can learn like Minecraft techniques. That's the same with my brother. <laughs> he watches people play Minecraft, oh, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, what have I created? No. My brother does with Pokemon. Pokemon. Can't figure it out. He just goes on there to see what what they yeah. do. <laughs> I still do that. <laughs> Pokemon. No, Apex Legends, but, yeah. but if, or, or actually, uh, I was playing the new Horizon game that came out, and I was like. I couldn't figure out how to do something. I was like, I'll just watch a YouTube. That's <laughs> like my little brother. Like, he could be playing. My little brother is nine, that I have a 10 and 11-year-old cousin along with a 6-year-old cousin. So whenever they need, like, help on Fortnite, they'd be like, I'm just going to go YouTube it. And, like, in the middle of the game, go somewhere safe and just start YouTubing yeah. what, what they need done on Fortnite. Just be looking <laughs> like, that is so amazing because I didn't have that when I was younger. You know, we had, when, when I was a kid, we had uh, Nintendo Power magazines. Yes, I had DS. Yeah. I had the 3D DS, the regular DS. I had the um, GameCube, the Wii. I had the 64 still. Nice. Yeah. Well, now we're going kind of into video games, but I'm going to look something up on my phone while we're talking classic fashion, right? Um, what about you two? What do you think? Um, well, like, my mom kind of sheltered me from that for a while, so I didn't even have, like, my first phone or tablet till I was sixth, seventh grade. Okay. So most of my friends had it like late elementary school. Like, yeah. Was, so sixth, seventh grade. What about? That's, that's what I was like. Yeah, I didn't have one until I was sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Sixth grade, I had my first phone, but it wasn't like a smartphone. It was like those flip ones. Yeah. You like text yeah, I say like six. Like when I was around twelve, I got like my first phone and iPad, but I didn't really have social media. Like I had Instagram, but they didn't really use it. Yeah, I didn't. My mom was like, she tried to shelter me as much as she could, so See? I didn't even have like any social media until I was like 16 yeah like I had YouTube but like that was it it is a like now that I'm a parent and and like we have an iPad that our family uses like mostly for games and stuff or like long car rides um it's uh we have this conversation all the time like at what age do we start to let our kids be more connected and um we we kind of caved and my daughter actually uses um like Facebook Messenger for kids Mm -hmm. Um, so that, and it was actually really helpful during the pandemic because she, it's a highly protected communication platform. There's like three or four layers of security that go into it. Yeah, so, right. and it works, it actually works really well. And I was, I was actually really impressed with how careful they were with privacy controls on that. Cause it's kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was great for her to be able to talk to her friends during the pandemic because mm-hmm. they weren't seeing each other for like months. And so that really, really helped. I was really grateful for that. But but then then now, it, it's this constant. I, I sympathize with your mom because it's like, you can see how. Well, we, maybe we should talk about this. Like there are real dark sides to social media. Right. Yeah. But, but uh, what about you? What do you think? Well, 
Oh, like your your own kind of development around social media and digital technology and things like that. I didn't really have anything till last year, so I'm still kind of learning about myself. So you're like kind of fresh into it still. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think as somebody who's who's relatively recently into it? Uh, I think like a lot of kids shouldn't have it, honestly, because of how bad it can get. Yeah. But. So do you want to let's talk about that? Because I know that's on your list. Like, let's talk about some of the some of the darker sides of social media. Like. I think we can agree, and we, we talked about this in class, that like it is good at communicating with people and keep, keep keeping up with relatives and kind of sharing what people are up to. There's some real dark sides, though, right? There is. Like, my mom, when I know when I'm back home, my mom, my little brother thinks he's slick because I let him get away with a lot of stuff. So she says, like, he's my little brother. And he be trying to, like, go on YouTube and watch certain stuff. And my mom be like, uh-uh. Like, she has to monitor, especially since during the pandemic when that whole Momo meme. But she was telling the kids the video with the scary-looking person. Um, when she was telling the kids to, like, take a fork or something, plug it into um, the outlet. And kids was, like, getting electrocuted with that. Ever since then, my mom was like, nope, monitor him more and more and, like, less access because it's, like, Adults out there who tries to like pretend to be kids and then like sit there and scam these little kids and then that's how kids get like sex trafficking and whatnot because they think that they're playing with another child but really online they really talking to an adult yeah. which is like really scary. So so like being able to to discern like you you really have to have your like BS detectors on when you're yes. online especially when you're talking to like random anonymous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the problem with with stuff like that is that when it comes to social media, especially with mostly with like Twitter and Instagram, there's a lot of bot accounts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people use bot accounts to like make funny memes and like just like make accounts of like things that they like and stuff like that. But sometimes those accounts are used to just hide people's identity. And therefore you, you don't really know if this person's trying to be your friend or this person is like actually a kid mm-hmm. or if he's not a kid or if he's a she or she's a he or basically being catfish yeah pretty much oh yeah and i mean the there were some examples like where other countries like made bot accounts to try to mess up our elections right so russia was caught oh, doing this that. 2016 election russian bot accounts <clears throat> were were like sowing misinformation and like getting people to fight against each other on the internet mm-hmm. um you know that recent trucker protest in Canada? Did you all see that? I've seen that. a couple things. So, about so, it. so actually, they traced some of the organizing back to like bot accounts and things like that. So, so like not only is it just there's there's that level of like child interaction, but there's also like geopolitical instability, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like separating a lot of people. Like if you notice, like especially during like COVID, where everybody's on social media, it's it seems like especially around politics, like yeah. everything's becoming more polarized. Yeah. Like you're either one side or the other. Yeah. There's no more compromise or anything. Yeah, and, the, and the, we, we mentioned this in class the other day, the, the companies themselves know that that kind of content gets more clicks and gets more mm-hmm. engagement. So like Facebook knows that like controversial things will get more engagements. And so the, the platforms themselves like facilitate that kind of interaction, right? Where, where everybody's like this all, they're like, um, antagonistic all the time but you're still relatively new to kind of social media so so what like what do you you seem skeptical of it yeah Yeah. for these reasons or for other reasons Uh, for me it's just like a lot of the bullying issues yeah let's a lot of issues with that myself 
Can you say more about that? Um, like with myself? Yeah, or just, or we talked about this the other day in class too. So let's talk about bullying. Um, there's like, like, especially on Instagram or TikTok, like when they post a picture or something, a lot of people are just pretty rude about it. Or and then some people just get like body issues or like, you know, they just develop different issues with themselves because they're being judged. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I, yeah go ahead. I can actually uh, remember back in middle school, me and my best friend, he's now in the uh, army, but he like didn't have a phone kind of like I did. And he used to get made fun of a lot because he was a bigger kid. Like he wasn't. He wasn't like a smaller kid, but like he wasn't too big. And then uh, me and him got picked up for his dad for baseball practice. I remember him just like crying in the backseat of the car because he got made fun of because he didn't have a phone or like Snapchat or anything. Mm. So it was just kind of like crazy to think like kids are secluded based upon like things they can't control. Like he was in sixth grade. It's not like he can go out and buy a phone and stuff. And they were picking on him because he didn't have one? Yeah, he didn't have a smartphone or like in any social media or anything. Yeah, so there, so there's the whole like, you know, do you even have access to that stuff? And like, yeah. so the one of the things you you all kind of brilliantly brought up the other day was this idea of like social comparison, mm -hmm. and and I think that's that's what I hear between both of you, right? Like, like that uh, social media provokes a kind of social comparison where you, so can you talk a little bit more about the body image dimension of it? You got this. I don't know, like, for me personally, it was, it, you're, like, I can't think of the word, you're, like, put into, like, judge, like, between everybody, you know what I mean? So, like, with me, like, I'm a really small person, so I get compared to a lot of average people. Same. So, I mean, that's, you just get, you think about yourself and compare yourself to others, and you get down on yourself for that, because you don't think you're up to standard. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, if you took sociology with me, we talk about like gender norms and body image and like the way in which societies all have different kind of ideas about what is considered normal. And I'm using normal in air quotes because like what is normal for humans is actually the spectrum mm -hmm. of sizes, shapes, colors, like diversity is normal, right? right? And but yet society tells people like you should look a particular way, you, like being a woman means doing this, being a man means doing this, right? And it really messes people up. It messes up be because you're, you're constantly kind of comparing yourself to, to what is considered the ideal norm. And um, like Instagram's own research knows that their product, they know their product harms young girls. Yeah, I can agree with that because coming from like a city point of view and like living in the city, I've seen so many people like change due to social media because especially with Facebook, how people will go write a post about somebody on Facebook and then that person will feel like that they have to change due to what somebody said behind a phone. And now that I'm in college, like I barely speak to certain people and I just seen like how they are now and I'm just like, I know for a fact that's really not true, but you change to fit in with society and to fit into like like for you not to be like as body shamed anymore because like you feel like this is the ideal look and I'm just like, but just be yourself. Like it's okay. Like don't listen to the people because it's unnecessary for you to just change and feel like and to especially when it comes to buying stuff. Like they buy stuff just to show it off and it's just like, what for? Like what are you really showing it off for? Like if somebody has something to say online, just let it be because they don't have the courage to sit there and say it in your face. So. So is, is there, um, 
there's something in sociology called conspicuous consumption, mm -hmm. which is where people buy things just to kind of show it off. Yeah. And and so it's like it's a it's a form of status. Right. So like you're like look at this rare Wu Tang album I just bought, right? Mm -hmm. That costs Ooh, a million dollars. And you show it off. No, seriously, it's like some guy bought a like one Wu Tang album that was worth a million dollars. Not it, just to have it, just to show it off, right? As a form of status. And I guess like one of the one of the questions I would have is like it, it it's it's such an interesting thing that you just brought up, which is like. Is social media really just a performance? Absolutely. You think so? Yes, I do. Yeah? Yep. I don't know. I feel like I've met a lot of people. They have like a completely different personality on yes. like Instagram or something than they do in person. Right. What do you make of that? So like your, your performance. So you have your performance and then your reward is the likes and the engagement you get yeah. from those yeah. certain posts. And you, and get, you get those alerts you get, on your phone, and, and you're like, alerts that you get, get that little dopamine hit. Exactly. What is that called? It's, that has a name, actually. I just call it the dopamine hit. Yeah. It's, like, it's actually called something when you get notifications, right. like people liking your post or reposting it or whatever. Um, it makes you feel good, it, right? You get that dopamine yeah. hit. It mm -hmm. makes you feel good. There actually is like a name to that principle yeah. that occurs because... Yeah. Our silly little monkey brains go, ooh, people like me. Yeah. No. That's so great. Yeah, that's why lately I've been saying off the social media more and more. I just feel like it's mm -hmm. so negative and it just brings down your mood. Like I have um, three different social media platforms, which is Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. I barely post on Instagram and Snapchat and then TikTok I just use for like here and there. But it's like when I do go on Snapchat and Instagram, I'm just looking like, I don't know, sometimes it's negative and it just brings down my mood and then sometimes it's just like, oh, positive. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. What else? So we kind of talked about body image stuff. We Maybe talked talk about- talk a little more about communication. Yeah, we, we talked about- um, A little bit of it. We talked about, about bullying a little bit and kind of bullying. Do we want to talk more about bullying? Uh, we could also talk about um, how how, how like privacy laws and how um, mm -hmm. invasive they are in just our space. Yeah, go for it. Uh, like I, like that movie or that movie on Netflix, I think it's called Social Dilemma, mm -hmm. came out a couple years ago, correct? Uh, and how like Facebook was just going through everything and how like they've had all this data and all this, and they were just like tracking us on every platform, everything we search on Safari, they somehow like, show us ads that get us to buy certain mm -hmm. things and stuff like that. I, I find that um, quite interesting. Instagram purchase. <laughs> I'm serious. These, these shoes are, were an ad on Instagram, and I was like, oh, those are cool. I'm pleased with them. But, but were it not for Instagram, I wouldn't have. <laughs> right, but see how complicated it is? Right. And so, yeah, the, like, the technologies actually will track you across other apps. Yeah, um, I actually seen a video, I believe it was like on TikTok during the pandemic. It sat there, it said, um, when you researching something or looking up something to use a private browser, especially like um, on your laptop. So you go to a private window if you like looking for different deals, if you go to travel and stuff, because that way they can't really track you and sit there and show you ads. Because when you visit a certain website, they can sit there and see how, like, how long and like how many times you have clicked on that website and sometimes they bump up the prices just because mm -hmm. they know that this is your third time visiting this website. 
like looking for like airline tickets yes, or something. Yes, I learned that through social media. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, I uh, we we mentioned this in class too. Like in the in the European Union, they regulate tech companies differently than in the United States. Mm -hmm. So in the European Union, you have to opt into that tracking. Here you have to you have to figure out how to make your privacy settings work so that you're not getting tracked, right? It's this hugely opaque process. We make it very easy for companies in this country to track you right. and to sell you things. It's exactly the opposite in Europe. Like you, they don't they're not allowed to track you by law. Right. You have to give them permission to collect information on you. Which is, I think, really, really interesting. That's true because um, I'm going to talk about Wi-Fi real quick. Uh, when I had went to London and Paris in 2019 after graduating high school, when I was in Paris, in order for like me to get Wi-Fi on my phone, I had to like give them access to like allow me to use their Wi-Fi. In London, it was like a little easier to access the Wi-Fi, but like I find that strange because here, it's like. When, like if you go to a hotel or something and you try to connect to their Wi-Fi, they want your email, your like yeah. everything, like mad information. But over there, it was just like click the stuff, the Wi-Fi, and that was it. I was like so amazed by that. <laughs> like and it was like really fascinating that I didn't have to go through many loopholes. Yeah, it's just it's different that way too. So yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, tech companies, Facebook specifically, has been caught like collect collecting what they call metadata, right. which is not like personally identifying information, but data about you generally. Mm -hmm. So like the kinds of sites you know, like what your politics are, like they, they, you can actually get, you can go into like Facebook settings and request a report of your data so, and you, you can see what they know about you. So like it's kind how, of amazing. So like how far until we say uh, we won't use this app anymore? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, there's almost three billion people on the planet that use Facebook, right? Yeah. That's a that's a third of all human beings on the planet. Less, more than a third. Yeah, that's. I mean, to give you a sense of how big that is. We're just hitting 26 minutes, by the way. Yep. Cool. So, so we should do. Uh, what else do you have? Uh, we could talk about like the pros of social media, especially like throughout this whole pandemic. It really helped small businesses, like mm -hmm. people who's trying to like get on their feet, network. It's like social media is like bad in a way, but it's also really good and it can help you with major aspects in your life. Yeah. So, so like finding jobs. Yep. Um, like uh, one of the things that I saw pop up in the pandemic was mutual aid. So like it's Saranac Lake has a bunch of community groups where it's like if somebody needs something, they just say like, I need this or somebody will say like, I've got an old washing machine. It still works fine. Come take it for free. Right. Uh, those kind of mutual aid things are organized online, too. Yeah. I feel like especially during like the pandemic that had a lot of people down, like you couldn't see anybody. So like just like the communication factor and like being able to feel like you were back to normality, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird. We called it social distancing, but really it was more physical distancing. Right. Like people were still pretty socially connected. Everybody was playing Among Us, right? right. Yeah, I remember that. No, seriously, and think about the name of that group of that game, Among Us. It was people. This is people. I saw that get popular, and I thought that's awesome because like people want to be social. It's like actually so cool. I can't even lie. It was so fun. So, so other good things about social um, media. I know. When we was doing, when we was going through like the toilet, um, the what is it, the bathroom toilet, 
um, the tissue. Oh, the toilet paper thing. Yeah, for some reason, it couldn't <laughs> come out correctly. Yeah, yeah. But the toilet tissue, like how when it was like none of the stores, barely any soaps or whatnot. I know on my newsfeed, I would be seeing people like, oh, go here. And there's like some left or like people would buy a lot and like sell it online to people in need. Hmm. Or like I've seen a lot of people um, sit there and be like, oh, I'm doing this giveaway and they'll pack like bags of lunch and be like, meet me here. And then you could get like some different type of hygiene products um, that they was giving away food, yeah, candles so like, and whatnot. Yeah. It was like really beneficial. I saw that recently uh, here in town with um, rapid tests. Right, that's what it was. Oh, that was another one. When rapid say. tests were hard to find, people would be like, oh, you know, Kinney, right. Kinney's has a shipment, like go down there now and people would go down and get them. Yeah. So um, other, other benefits, what do you think? None? No? Um, I will, um, yeah, go ahead. I would say, like, exposure, just, like, well, like for anything, really, uh, in terms of, like, even, like, your business or, like, getting athletes out there. I know especially for high school students, uh, it's been, like, extremely hard for, like, college recruiting. So, like, mm -hmm. getting their videos out there and showing them out, especially because of COVID. Yeah has been helping a lot of people and stuff like that. So. One of the things, like I'm on the school board in Saranac Lake and like people love their local sports. Right. It's a big part of the community. And like we, because of COVID restrictions, couldn't have spectators. So we would stream the games and people, and people could watch the games. And like, that was cool. People like grandparents would tune in from across the country to like watch their grandkid play basketball. Right. And like, that's a good thing. Like. Prior to COVID, we didn't we weren't really doing this. Honestly, Zoom, as, yeah. as much as Zoom annoys me, like it is actually good for like my yeah. my friend Jen like zoomed into one of my other classes the other day from Colorado and like gave a talk on her book. Right. Like it was super easy. She didn't have to leave her kid like to fly across the country. There wasn't the whole carbon emissions that go along with it. Right? The previous episode was recorded on Zoom. Yeah, we recorded the previous episode on Zoom because I had to be home to be with my kids when they got done with school. I watched um, my high school's musical um, two years ago on online. Yeah. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah, yeah. just like you were talking about like the college recruitments, like people just have to, you know, I know when my um, aunt was working, but like, also with college recruitment, they'd be like, oh, here's a Zoom link. This is like part of the college process. Mm -hmm. They have the interview on Zoom, which is easier for them because it's like less money to travel, less of a hassle, like trying to like figure out all the like, like, you know, everything, hotels, if like where they got to stay at, food, like mm -hmm. just everything. Mm -hmm. Zoom yeah. makes it easier. The guy who made Zoom probably didn't know it's going to blow up like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. It's interesting to think about. Um, other other good things. I have one. I, I just need to say this every single time. Wikipedia is awesome. <laughs> I am such a fan of Wikipedia, and as I say this to all my classes, like never cite Wikipedia. It's a secondary resource, but it is a it is it is a social media construction with lots of editors who are experts in areas like building out information pages. It's one of it's one of my favorite websites on the internet. Like you can go there and read about anything and then if you want to go deeper, you go to the footnotes and the actual sources are linked in the footnotes for primary sources. So like I tell students all the time like use it. It's awesome. 
never cite it as a primary resource. It's not a primary resource, right. but like there's been empirical studies on this that, that, it, that Wikipedia is as accurate as regular encyclopedias. Yeah, because all their like where they get their stuff, all the resources are at the bottom. Yeah, so, I mean, and it's, it's all like peer-reviewed research. They just basically sum it up for you. Yeah, to yeah. make it like easier. To I always I always go to Wikipedia when I need to know like like somebody will use a word and be like oh, I don't know much about that and then I like go to Wikipedia and I read about it. Right. And uh, I used it all the time in grad school because I'd be reading these like really famous writers and I'd be like, what else are they into? Like what what why are they doing this? And I'd be like. You know, three hours later, I was reading about some rabbit hole I didn't even know I wanted, <laughs> didn't even know about. Right? Super awesome. Yeah. Um, we should probably wrap this up. Um, okay. On a scale of zero to ten, how do you rate social media? I say um, like a seven. Seven? Yeah. I'd give it an eight. Eight? Yeah, I, I was gonna say seven. I was gonna say four. Four. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're you're very skeptical over there. Yeah. Yeah. What's your what's your what's your skepticism? I don't know. I mean, it's got a lot of good things, but there's I, like for me, I feel like the bad outweighs the good. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I was gonna say like six, for yeah. me. Yeah. I think you know, uh, human beings like social media has made it easier in in some ways, but also harder in some ways. There's a lot of online radicalization going on. I study white supremacists, and they're all organized online. Yeah. Um, ter like terror cells organize over social media. There's some really ugly stuff out there over social media. Um, but I also think it's helped people find other people that are like them, and, yeah. and that can be really good, especially if you're if you're in a marginalized community. And, and that to help people find solidarity, I think, is really good. So yeah. it, it's it's human beings doing human being stuff with a new, a new technology, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Some of it's very old. Bully, bullying is very old. It's, it, it, if we move on whatever is past social media, people will still be bullying people. Yeah, it's just a constant evolution. Yeah, it's just different technologies, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, cool. Um, I'm glad we've solved the problem of social media. <laughs> um, just 30 minutes we solved the entire issue of social media uh, do you all want to say thank you to everybody for listening I would say thank you guys for tuning in and see you later and we'll, we will see you on the Paul Smith's uh, Instagram meme pages yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. stay safe